Back to another episode of the 423 Soccer Pod V podcast that CFC built. This is Jim, and tonight this is a, a special episode. We recorded late last week uh, with uh, Julia Hoffman, and because we have a match next Thursday, we can't record on that night. So I, I reached out to our friends across the state at the 901 Soccer Pod, uh, no relation, and um, we uh, tried to, 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 we wanted to sit down and talk a little bit about the open cut match. So uh, I'm here with Shelly and Shabby and Lawrence Dockery from the 901 soccer pod was, was gracious enough to give a little bit of his time after he spent all day refing a tournament. He gets to sit down with three people that probably would have been yelling at him if we were there and had <laughs> kids on the field. So uh, Lawrence, thanks for, for joining us and how are things on the, uh, the other side how are things in arkansas <laughs> oh I'm, I'm in north mississippi as a matter of fact okay you're in mississippi all right uh, yeah yeah uh but uh, things are good uh thanks thanks for reaching out and having me on it's always nice to uh to for for people to to reach out and ask me to come on as a guest uh, a couple of weeks ago was able to be a guest on the o- the oakland roots one of their guys does a podcast out there so uh, yeah. we're, we're expanding the we're expanding the 901 soccer podcast brand well, it's funny, uh, Shabby uh, and Shelly don't know this, but uh, back when we started the podcast, um, Todd and I were trying to come up with a name and, um, and you know, we, we chant 423 a lot. So I just threw out 423 Soccer Pod. And I think the other one was um, Forever Blue, but we were like, wait a minute, that's, if we lose, that's just too, there's just too many. Yeah, that, 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 would, check, that would check all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were like, so okay, we'll just do the four two three soccer pod. I have no idea, and I created the account, put a tweet out, and I think one of the first tweets we got back was, I think it was uh, you uh, with the Tom Hanks waving um, on the, the shrimp on the shrimp boat on for Forrest Gump, and I was like, holy crap, nine hundred one soccer pod four two three soccer pod. I I swear I did not know uh, you existed before that. I did not steal. I did not. That is not how, where the idea came from. I mean, heck, he's a USL club. What do I, you know, I'm not really known for following USL. So, um, but Lawrence, we'll, that's we'll, we'll, we'll let it. We'll let it slide this time. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been I guess what week four of the championship season I believe. Yeah, and so we, we we've played we've played four games. That's correct. So what do you what do you think of the team so far? I know that. Uh, you know, Memphis and Chattanooga got together in the preseason, played a match that ended two one Memphis, I believe. Um, that that sounds right. So how how how's the team been? What do you what do you think of their performance so far uh, this season? Um, I I like where we're at right now, uh, believe it or not, and that's not something that you we've been able to say here in Memphis too too frequently uh here over the first three plus seasons of this team's existence 2019 obviously it's the first year there's going to be there's going to be bumps that first year and then 2020 obviously COVID happened throws everything out of whack um and but i've said it on my podcast uh, if i said it once i said it a million times it got to a point in 2020 where that team was so bad i absolutely hated 
going down to AutoZone Park and covering that team to the point where I was just very seriously considering just not doing it. Oh, and that's then, so sad. And, uh, uh, but things got better. Uh, 20, uh, Tim Mulqueen was fired prior to the end of 2020. Uh, ben Pierman was the interim manager for the final three games, then became the full-time manager in 2021. We made the playoffs for the first time last year, closed the season as probably one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, I think we got points in like 12 of our final 14 games, or maybe we won 12 of our final 14, some absurd number. We beat Louisville City three or four times last year, which uh, we had previously been their their uh their their uh their drum to beat if you if you will uh so made the playoffs for the first time last year and one of the things i really like that 901 fc did this year is they didn't wait until three weeks before the season started to start announcing players like they did last year uh part of the reason for that last year was waiting to name ben pierman the full-time manager uh so he's he's on board already this year so you didn't have to wait until uh, the season started to decide, oh, wait, we have a roster. Um, and I think that's paid dividends. And, I, you know, I've t- spoken with Ben Pierman, and we're still not at the number of players on the roster that we want. And he, he said, that's just that's just the way it's going to be here. We're just we're always going to have a very short bench. But we lost the season opener at home to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is one of the premier top to bottom premier organizations in the USL. Uh, so getting to open up your season with them is always going to be a little bit rough, but uh, we've gotten points in three straight since then. Got a win at home against Oakland, went on the road to Vegas, uh, which was nice that we get uh, we get some new blood, get to face some new teams. And who doesn't want to go to Vegas? Um, and <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize this until the game was over, but there's a cool new rivalry trophy that we have with Vegas with the lights. It's an Elvis trophy. Uh, obviously, oh, Elvis. Of course. There you go. very big deal in Memphis, very big deal in, in Vegas. Uh, and so we've got the Elvis trophy right now, which is awesome. And then, then just, just past Saturday, just yesterday, uh, went up to Detroit city who just made the jump from the NPSL, I believe to USL. And, uh, that's the Ben Pierman reunion game who Ben Pierman was at the manager for Detroit city for many, many years and was wildly successful there. Um, and got a one-one draw on the road, so uh, points in three straight, including two of them on the road. Uh, we're in a good spot so far. Yeah, it it was. I, I watched. I had a chance to to watch that match, and and like you said, uh, Detroit coming up um, from Nisa, and uh, you know, uh, making that jump from D three to D two. Uh, I mean, I I think I don't think I. I mean, I'm, I'm not inter- terribly surprised about you know the fact that they are. Be, they're stingy. They're competitive. Uh, you know, I think I think they're going to be amount around kind of mid table for the whole year, fighting for that, fighting for one of those playoff positions. Um, now you said you know Memphis has been in the USL since, well, in the championship since 2019. Uh, but you you have been around Memphis soccer for a lot longer than that. So uh, what what's your history with soccer in the area? Yeah, so uh, believe it or not, uh, we, we mentioned Vegas. Believe it or not, I was actually born in Las Vegas, Sunrise Hospital, corner of Desert Inn in Maryland, uh, many, many moons ago. And uh, we moved here in 2005 and been here ever since. And so obviously there wasn't professional soccer of any real uh, level until 20, 2016, I'd say, is when Memphis City came to be in the NPFL. And uh, even before that, uh, just pers- on a personal level, I have been a referee since uh, October of 2006. So I've been in and around the game 
in in the area for for almost 16 years now. And uh, so there's a lot of miles on my feet. And I got we we could do a whole series of podcast episodes for days if you wanted to go down that road, but we'll save it for another time. Um, but yeah, so Memphis City came to be in. I, I think they announced the team in late 2015, and they started play actually out at Mike Rose in 2016. And uh, it, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I didn't, you know, I figured fourth or fifth tier semi-pro basically soccer team in memphis i'm like it's gonna be me and five other people and i was pleasantly surprised and we weren't drawing thousands but it was uh a couple of hundred um and then in 2017 they made the move from the mike rose soccer complex stadium to uh this tom nick stadium at christian brothers high school which is where i actually graduated high school and uh i don't think it's a coincidence that the best crowd of the memphis city era was when uh, the previous host of the 901 Soccer Podcast, our, our boy Scotty, uh, went on one of the local radio stations here and was hyping up the game. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when people heard about Memphis City on the local radio, that led to the largest crowd out at Tom Nick Stadium. Uh, and then, of course, uh, in between 2017 and 2019, I don't, I'm trying to remember, I think Memphis City may have uh, folded or been somewhat absorbed by Memphis 901 FC when they made that announcement. And then 901 FC began play down at AutoZone Park in March of 2019. And we've been there ever since. Yeah, I know Memphis made the jump from MPSL to the PDL, or what is now known as League Two. I think they maybe have for a year. So that, that was probably around the time that 901 started to become a glimmer in people's eye. And that uh, that, that that sounds about right. Yeah. And then just, uh, yeah. So I've just been, uh, basically my, my, the way I do things is I'll go, I have my season long credential. I'll go to the press box at AutoZone park, get in there probably about two hours before the game starts. And then just, I, I generally just live tweet the game and then we will, I will just, when I feel like it do a, <laughs> a post game, a post game breakdown. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do one, sometimes I don't. I've been, Fortunate enough that I've been able to branch out from 901 FC on on a couple of occasions. Uh, the University of Memphis University of Memphis women's soccer team just this past November hosted an in, the first round NCAA tournament game against LSU. So I w- was not there in a journalistic capacity. Uh, there's a there's a story behind why I was there in a fan capacity that I'll save for another time. Um, but I did do a breakdown on that because that is kind of a, that's kind of a cool story. The University of Memphis had not hosted an NCAA tournament event on campus, I believe, ever before. So to have that on campus was 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 really cool. And it was the largest crowd in the history of uh, Memphis, Memphis collegiate soccer. It was, I want to say, 1,700 people were out there for that game, which was, which was very impressive. And they won and went to the second round of the NCAA tournament and lost to Duke, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then uh, in December of 2021, a... NISL, the National Indoor Soccer League, brought a team to Memphis, and so uh, I've been I've been covering those games, and it's those games are a ton of fun, but it's required me to adjust how I go about covering the game, just because it is so bang 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 bang. Like when I when I live tweet a 901 FC game, it's a much bigger playing surface, so I'll be like yeah. shot from distance off the bar, and then you know I won't have to tweet anything out for three or four minutes, and then like oh corner kick for this team and so the very first americans game that i tried to do i tried to do it like that and i was 
like 10 minutes behind. It was almost like there was like, it was like tape delay where I was just, I was, I, I had it in my head. I had to get this information out in this order. And so as I was tweeting about a goal, the goal had happened 10 minutes ago and we were already way down the road. And so I had, I had to adjust how to do that. Yeah. I don't think people realize just how much more fast paced yes. indoor league is than it's outdoor. Wild. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different ball game. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy it. I know when my daughter was playing, um, I preferred the seasons in the winter when she was doing indoor rather than, than out on the field. Well, it is climate it's a lot more fun to watch. I'm sure as a fan, you know, it's, it's climate controlled, which I'm sure a lot of people appreciate. <laughs> Yes, you don't wilt or freeze. <laughs> yeah. No, but but more than that though, it's just the gameplay is different, and it's it is it, it is, is more fast paced. It it is very enjoyable. They're they're a blast. Um, I mean, and you'll see score like ten to seven. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 Memphis of the Americans women's team here. I want to say it was last Sunday or maybe the week before. Uh, they dropped thirteen in a game. Like whole like what? Uh, so it is it is a, a ton of fun. And if if anybody gets a chance to go to like a professional indoor soccer game i will i highly recommend yeah and as we mentioned too prior to when we started you have one of our players playing for you we, so we do cool. uh joe 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 wayne Laidley. uh the, the dude knows he's not the league leader uh that's georgie georgievich who scored something absurd like 25 or 30 goals this season uh but uh joe wayne's name pops up on the score sheet fairly frequently yep i've been following it on twitter and it's pretty yeah he's had a pretty decent season of it so far yeah well uh, that's certainly i don't know what it's gonna what it's gonna look like uh going into next year uh with you know with just just being the first year and, and kind of getting thrown together at the last minute but that's a guy that you hope they can keep so move, moving forward this week we've got uh, a match competitive match not the friendly anymore it's oh. uh memphis 901 and chattanooga football club in the u.s open cup it's cfc's first go around in the open cup in uh in the professional era i suppose and when i was we were talking right before we started recording i realized that um you know even though memphis memphis 901 has been around for two uh three years three or four years uh this will be only the second time that uh that memphis Uh has been in because we kind of we lost two there in 20 and, and 21 so what's uh what's memphis's history been in the in the open cup and, and what are you looking for in this match on thursday well i think uh the first the year the first and only year that 901 fc was in the open cup we actually had a pretty good run it was uh, probably the brightest spot of the season um we opened up the season the, the opened up the tournament i should say uh at home with a with a win over the new york red bulls u23 team which got off to a very inauspicious beginning as the was we had a uh, three-hour lightning delay to start to start the Open Cup, and I'm just sitting here going, "Oh my God, this is not a good sign." And it came to what the the red the, the Red Bulls U23 team they they took the lead like four minutes into the game. It was one to nothing, and I'm sitting there going, they're "Like we we can't lose to a bunch of high school kids, can we?" Um, all, all all everything uh, came to pass, including the weather. Uh, the the probably the most interesting moment, which we would have had grounds for appeal or or something uh, at one point in the time, uh, the Red Bulls U23 team had two players with the same jersey number on the field, and the, the referee crew completely missed it. And as as a referee, that's something that at tournaments I'm always on the lookout for because if 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 some somebody else catches it and we don't, somebody you can get that game 
yeah. replayed, done done something because that's on us. And what are we? How are we? Like you have to check a roster and player cards and all that. So how are you going to be in the U.S. Open Cup and allow two people with the same? Uh, we made sure to put it out on Twitter, Facebook. Everybody was aware of it, and we made sure that information was relayed down to the bench. But it didn't end up mattering because not a one to see one four to one. So we're just like, ah, no worries. Yeah, the, uh, so ma- then, the magic of the cup. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then the uh, the the second game, unfortunately, we were not able to play at AutoZone Park because of conflict with the Redbirds. And uh, so we played in the stadium out of Mike Rose, which is Mike Rose is the biggest uh, soccer complex here in town. It's where all the big regional tournaments are held, like tournaments are held uh, with teams from all over the place. I've spent many an hour refereeing out of Mike Rose, uh, but there is a 2,500 seat stadium. And, you know, uh, so that is where we played our second U.S. Open Cup game against Hartford Athletic. And uh, that was when Jimmy Nielsen was their manager. And every time you looked at him, you were just like, this dude has about 35 places that he would rather be right now than on this Hartford Athletic bench. And I don't want to see ran riot. I think it ended up being like four nothing, four to one, maybe. Uh, Yeah, that was the bright spot in the year. We played Hartford Athletic three or four times across all competitions and just beat the hell out of him every single time, uh, which was impressive for uh, our our first season. Uh, So we got on to the third round or our third game. I don't know what the round structure was in 2019 because they change it every other year. But uh, actually got a home draw against Orlando City from MLS. And that was that was that was what moved the needle. We had an overcapacity crowd at again, it was at Micros due to another conflict with the Redbirds. And we got to about uh, I think I think the crowd ended up being somewhere like around thirty one hundred people in a twenty five hundred seat stadium. You had all the like all the major sports columnists in town were there. You had and um, it was a back and forth game because there were three possible teams that you could play. And one of them was like the Charleston battery, Orlando city and Atlanta United were the three teams that we were going to be drawn against. And it was a scenario of you want to balance the need to get a a good result versus what's going to move the needle. Obviously Atlanta get drawing Atlanta United was going to move the needle more uh, and Charleston Battery was probably your best chance at a win, and so you figured Orlando City was the best of the two. And the game ended up coming down to a refereeing mistake, and the game finished three to two. But it was a lot of fun, and um, that was our last go round in the Open Cup. But uh, if you, if you remember in 2020, before the Open Cup got canceled, we were going to have 901 to see against Chattanooga. That was that was that yeah. was announced. The draw had yeah. happened, and that was going to be here in Memphis at Mike Rose. And yep. unfortunately. Now it's in Chattanooga, so I don't get to go. Um, I had I had kicked around the idea of going because I have made a road trip for 901 FC game one time up to Louisville City. Uh, that's because I got family there, but shh, that's not important. Um, uh, I and I had originally kicked around the idea, but it's I've been to Chattanooga one time when I was in high school for state football playoffs. Uh, CBHS played Baylor, I believe it was. Uh, which, by the way, Baylor is it's like Hogwarts Castle. Holy moly. <laughs> Um, yes it is but but then i looked at my my i have a i have a soccer tournament to referee in tupelo next weekend and so i didn't want to drive all the way to chattanooga and then drive all the way back and get home at like three o'clock in the morning and then have to drive to tupelo on friday for a saturday sunday tournament and so i just uh, uh, i think one of the columnists in town is going to make the trip so uh one of the, the beat writer for the daily Memphis guy named John Varless, good friend of mine. 
he has talked about possibly going. So we'll we'll be represented up there, I hope. It's just unfortunate that I'm not going to be the one to do it. Well, have you heard any rumblings of any of their supporters groups making the trip over for it? Because that's uh, what I'm curious la- at, about. <laughs> at the last 901 FC home game, I'm, I was talking to one or two people. Like I said, I, I am a man of the people. So I like to uh, I come down from my ivory press box tower at halftime and 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 mingle and mingle with the good people. Um, and uh, it, it doesn't sound like based on who I talk to that there's going to be with it being a Thursday night and being a six hour drive. Uh, I, I don't know that that's going to you, you may have one or two people there or you may have a scenario where it's you've got people from Memphis who live in Chattanooga that say, Hey, here's a Memphis team in town. Let's go. Like you'll, you'll frequently see that in like NBA arenas, right? You'll see mm-hmm. uh, the Portland trailblazers in Orlando and there'll be like three Portland trailblazers fans in the building. Um, that may be a case, but uh, that's kind of a bummer that yeah. I don't think many people are going to be able to go. I know they try to do it regionally. And I guess Chattanooga is much closer than say having to go to Florida or, or somewhere else. But um you know, because when uh, back in the old Memphis City days, Chattanooga fans, uh, they they brought they brought 50, oh, yeah. 60, 70 people to to a game here in Memphis. And I, I think the situation was a little different, if I'm not mistaken, that may have been like a double header Saturday. But uh, but but well, and weekend it, games make it a little easier to that you have yeah. any kind of any kind of Sunday evening or midweek games, yeah. especially yeah. midweek. Yeah. It makes yeah. it really hard for yeah. anyone to travel, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even even the Open Cup game where we hosted Orlando City, they brought I want to say 15, 20, 30 people and they had the big uh Civil War, Revolutionary War type battle flags out there that were like I'm talking like massive flags on these big giant flagpoles and and oh god, the purple smoke, so much purple smoke. <laughs> um uh yeah. but uh you know, hopefully no, I, you know, like if if not a NFC wins, hopefully we get to go somewhere else and uh, you know somewhere maybe a little bit closer and and be able to take more traveling support that way. Well, I mean, we really hope we win too, so that we can host well, more yeah, people I, at I, home. I, I can't, I can't, I can't get mad at y'all for that. We all, we all hope every bar, each of our teams wins. Yeah. Well, you know, and we might have some fresh legs too because our match got postponed because of snow today. So. Yep. <laughs> Well, where, where, where was that? You said Syracuse. There may be a little bit of a little bit of a not necessarily jet lag since it's not a change in time zones. But, uh, you, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hold on to whatever I can hold on to. here. <laughs> so. Uh, so, Lawrence, if you uh, uh, who 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 should we look out for on the on the Memphis team? I I, I spotted I mean, I knew that uh, that Kelly, uh, number 18, uh, mm-hmm. has, has been particularly that's, good. That's, and, that's been, a, that's been a good signing. Yeah. And he was, he was very good on the day, at least the first half, he disappeared a little bit in the second half, but in the first half, uh, he caused a lot of problems going down the, the, I guess it would be, it would be Detroit's right side, um, Memphis's left side, but who, who else on the team should, uh, should our fans look out for and, and who has caught your eye so far this season? Um, well, you know, with it being an open cup game, you never know what the squad rotation is really going to be, um, especially with it being a, a higher, uh, higher league team going to the lower league team. Mm-hmm. That's usually you see it in the FA Cup all the time where uh, let's just get this over with and run all the scrubs out there and hope that they can get the job done. And if they don't, oh, well, um, I don't think that's going to be Ben Pierman. Ben Pierman is a very, very competitive guy. Um, but one of the you mentioned, Kelly. 
Uh, Leston Paul kind of runs the midfield and he's been, he's the last original player that we have, I believe. Uh, uh, but the, the, the guy that I was most excited for that they signed in the off season and then in the preseason, uh, Derek Dodson, I think is a guy who can score, can score some goals. He looked really good in the preseason, the final preseason game against the university of Memphis. Uh, Trey Muse and goal is, 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 is quite reliable, but I don't know if we're going to run him out or if this might be the return of John Burner, who was very good, um, early on in the season, uh, last year before getting hurt. Uh, so I just, it, it, with it, with it being an open cup game on the road, I, I don't know entirely what to expect, but you mentioned Kelly Leston Paul's a guy who's not going to light up the stat sheet or the scoreboard, but he's very influential and can make things happen. He can pick pick passes out when he needs to. Um, and then if Derek Dotson gets some, gets some run, you may, you may want to keep an eye on him. Yeah. From, you know, from, again, I, I've watched exactly one uh, Memphis game. So I, I, I can't really say that I've scouted the team much, but in, in the, at least that first half, a lot of the, a lot of the offense went down um, that left side and it seemed to go through Kelly. Of course he had the, the pretty nice run that ended up in the, in the lone goal from Memphis. I believe it was uh, Goodrum who scored who scored it, but it yes, was good. Goodrum, Goodrum was. Uh, I'm sure uh, if y'all have been watching the video, I just I had to cut the light on. It was getting very dark in here. <laughs> um, yeah, Goodrum got the goal yesterday. He's another one I believe in the Oakland game. He's I think he scored a goal in the Oakland game or set up the assist. I, I don't remember. But he was he's another he's another signing that was very impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, we're very excited about it uh, here in Chattanooga. The we have a uh, uh, a rich history with the Open Cup here. Um, you know, with got some good wins against some uh, some PDL teams, some other USL teams, and uh, and there's a there's a, I still have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth from a particular NASL team that we lost two to one to because they conveniently got a a uh, very late penalty to tie it and then won it in extra time. Um, oh, bad memory. Yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. So I, I like to cleanse that out. And unfortunately that cleansing would come at the expense of your team, but. Oh, I, um, I had to clear shenanigans, no cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, Shabby or Shelly, anything, anything else before, before we let, uh, before we let Mr. Dockery go and continue it's kind of, I guess, recoup over the, you know, from being yelled at by, uh-huh. by parents all day. Yeah. Well, I am curious because you're a supporter from two, you know, two sides of the spectrum uh-huh. because you obviously are a soccer supporter, but you also are on the field as, oh, a yeah. ref as well. Do you find yourself when you are doing your live tweeting or do analyzing games, do you find yourself being more critical of the refs on the field? I've always, that's something I've found fascinating. Um, not usually. Uh, I, I'm very much a company man through and through. Uh, so uh, I, I'm always like that people lose their minds. I'm like, no, the referee handle is just fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, uh, the, I will say that the first I did actually tweet it out. The first two games this year, uh, Pittsburgh and Oakland each have yellow as part of the uniforms and the referee crew still wore yellow jerseys, which I yeah. found odd and made sure to, to point out. Um, Cause normally, you know, you don't want any kind of just out of the corner of your eye. If you're a player, you don't want to accidentally, Oh wait, that's the ref. I didn't want to pass the ball to him. Uh, or <laughs> you're the ref. I'm like, why? I don't want it, but send it over there. Um, but no, as, and actually uh, a couple of the guys who have worked Memphis, not, I don't want to see games either as AR's fourth official of the whistle. I've actually worked games with Mike Rose too. So 
People like, oh, you know him. I, I'm not kidding. After the Oakland game, uh, before we started the post-game press conference, Ben Pierman looked right at me. He goes, man, this isn't anything against you, but we got to stop getting Memphis referees, man. You, y'all you, you need to talk to somebody. Like, I don't want to over that. Talk to PRO. <laughs> yeah, well, our our, uh, our friends from the north had thoughts about the ref in the uh, – I'm the, sure they did. Everybody in, usually does. Yes. <laughs> no Sac- lacking of comments. No, never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, it's it's been great to have you, and uh, hope may, you know maybe this won't be the last time that that we uh, get get to play uh, Memphis, either a friendly or or future Open Cups, and we can have you back on. Um, you know, wish we wish Memphis all of the luck in the world outside of the ninety plus minutes on Thursday. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're your friends except for those ninety minutes, and then we're not so much. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I can't begrudge you that. Uh, that's, uh, that's that's one thing I always say when people when people get uh, people. One of my grander life philosophies is when people get mad about people living in whatever country, being like, "No, boo this country, pro this country." I'm like, I can't get mad at you for wanting to to see your country do well in the Olympics or the World Cup or geopolitics or whatever i can't you know that's where you live that's your country so i can't i can't get mad at y'all for for wanting to beat 901 fc in the open cup i just i i, I just really hope this doesn't turn into oh the magic of the open cup the magic of the open cup oh, yeah we want we want some of that magic in finley on thursday on thursday yeah. night 100 worried i just i just i just hope everybody has a good time yes, right. i do too i'm just worried that after getting spanked by pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago memphis is going to come out with something to prove yeah well, we, we, we've gotten better since pittsburgh we're you know we're on a three-game point streak yeah, yeah okay yeah, well, th- that that's the league. We don't that the th- that doesn't mean anything in the cup. This is a, this is the magic of the cup. So this is uh, this is completely different. Uh, how how can how can folks find you and uh, find the nine hundred one soccer pod and or maybe find you so they can yell at you on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, you can find the nine hundred one soccer podcast on Twitter at nine hundred one soccer pod, and then I'm Lawrence on Twitter at ldoc nine three. All right. Lawrence, it's been great to, to talk with you and uh, uh, thank you for spending a little bit of your Sunday evening with us. And uh, um, like I said, good luck to Memphis in all of all of the matches, except for the 90 minutes on Thursday. Hey, thank, thanks for having me on and uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go 901 FC. Thanks. Thank you. And again, thanks uh, to Lawrence Dockery from the 901 Soccer Pod, our friends all the way on the western side of the state. I'm glad that he could come on and talk a little bit about the Open Cup match between 
Memphis 901 FC and Chattanooga FC happening Thursday evening at Finley Stadium. So Shelly and Shabby, what what are you guys? What are your thoughts on the the match coming up this uh, this Thursday? Well, between our preseason match and us doing as well as we did, at least in my opinion, for it being pretty decent game for the preseason. Between that and the fact of we had a canceled match today, so we're going to have a little bit more fresh legs, and Roddy has more time to be back from his concussion. Uh, maybe this actually bodes pretty well for us. I mean, I feel pretty confident going into Thursday. I think the team has done well in terms of playing with each other on the field, uh, meshing together. So I've got, I don't feel any sense of dread or ambivalence or maybe it'll go well maybe it won't I feel like we've got good odds and the fact that it's at home yeah because there's something to be said about playing home field advantage having your fans there so I feel pretty confident yeah I think it's going to be a really good showing um I I think Chattanooga is coming in with a bit of excitement they've got energy to burn after not getting to play tonight in Syracuse and I think uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna carry forward that energy and excitement. Uh, I'm a little hopeful too that they're gonna feel like because of the preseason match with you know 901 FC they're gonna be like oh yeah we already know them we know what to expect, and they've had some time to grow and develop as a team since then with a couple extra signings. Like I think it's gonna uh, I think it's gonna gel really nicely. I think I think people may be pleasantly surprised. You and me both. I'm definitely curious to see what our formation is going to be. Uh, we no longer have to call people trialist number one or trialist number <laughs> two. <laughs> so that's at least a little bit helpful. But, you know, there is kind of a little bit of a catch-22 because obviously both teams, we played relatively recently, but we both are playing with different levels of players now. You know, we've played, we've had more time to work on our team aspect and, our field of play but you know it's a match that means something but it's not like your typical this is going to get us to the playoffs of our league that we are in so it's curious to see like is Memphis going to come out guns blazing because they have something to prove like we talked previously after their loss in Pittsburgh are they going to just pay play some of their reserve players those that don't start very regularly and just kind of because if you think about it it's an important match but one bad injury could mess up some of your star yeah. players. Right. Or, I'm hoping your they... actual league play. So that's what yeah. I'm kind of curious about as well, is if that's going to play a difference or be a large impact to see what our starting lineups are and what our strategy is for both sides, us and for Memphis. I, I won't be disappointed if, if you know, office at, at 901 decides to underestimate us and, and play some, you know, a third string. Like, I, yeah. my feelings are not going to be hurt here. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know enough about the depth of their squad. You know, if you, you, if you listen to him early on, he said that, uh, you know, the coach said to him, that this would be this would be a not a, a not a very deep squad. So I, I you know I think they like us probably Short don't bench. carry don't you know don't carry a very large bench. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much rotation they could do. I, I'm sure that I'm sure they they're they're going to rotate. This is always a tricky game for the higher division team because uh, you you just never know. You don't want to you don't want to ruin your league season with a cup game. Um, so it's you know especially in the early rounds you. you you know, I would guess there would be a lot of rotation, but I don't know enough about their team to really 
to really know what, what that means for us. I think we'll throw out probably, especially considering we didn't play a game tonight, we will throw right. out the strongest team that we can. And I think so too. Well, I mean, looking at the starting 11 that was supposed to play tonight, and, you know, I, I think that gives us a, a pretty strong indication of what we could expect to see Thursday, except for maybe Roddy being exactly. cleared for the concussion. Yeah, it's interesting. So we, uh, it's it's the same, basically the same formation. It's it's yes. just displayed a little differently on on this graphic. It's more, it looks more like a four three three. Um, but so in, in this, you know, to not tonight, we would have had Gray up top, and yep. so there's a little rotate at the at the striker position. Uh, McGrath comes in, Saro moves up, and Robertson comes into the midfield. Robertson and Stripling come into the midfield, whereas uh, McGrath and Sarah were there. So they they moved up to up a little bit higher. Yeah, and I was looking at the formations earlier, too. I think we, we, we swapped out two players, right? Like two, like we have two – this week's format, like starting lineup was two players, not in terms of like where they were stacked, but two yeah. players different. Yeah, the yeah the, the keeper is the same. The back line is the same. Dixon back line is, is exactly the same. Yeah, Dixon is the is still in the midfield. Um, you know, last time Saro and or Saro and McGrath in the midfield uh, with Gray, Roddy, and then um, Brett up top. So Brett and Roddy, which were changed here um, for mm-hmm. for for different play for Stripling yeah. and. Robertson. Yeah. So Stripling and Robertson came in. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if this was, you know, it's interesting. You don't, you don't know if this was a rotated side because we were playing two games in one week. And so, you know, the, That's true. um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see on Thursday. I think the formation is going to be the same. I think the back five are going to be the same. I think Dixon's going to be in there. Um, and then the other four, you know, there may, there may be going back a little bit. And if Roddy's healthy, it may be Roddy and gray on the, on the, uh, at the tens and then, and then a different striker. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know what? It might play to our advantage too, because think about this. We, several of us watched Memphis play. Oh yeah. I mean, you and I being several, I don't know how many people <laughs> listening to us have. But well, do we, we even you know, know how many people are last, listening yeah, to us? Watched I mean. them play last evening. So there's some tape out there that could be analyzed by us to see how they played see what their technical aspects and their skills are because we have not played since our last match. There's one match to go on. If Memphis yeah. wanted to go back and kind of try yeah. to find some footage. So maybe it helps us that they've played a few more matches this season. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we definitely have more film to look at mm-hmm. uh, than, than they do. They, they were not particularly good especially in the second half of that game. Um, I'm not going to compare us to Detroit city. They've, they've strengthened their squad significantly since mm-hmm. they, they made the bump up, but the, uh, the, the first half, I thought Memphis looked okay. The second half, they were completely overrun by Detroit and we're really lucky to get out of there with a the draw. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's uh, I, I like our, I like our chances um, and hopefully we can, we can pull a, pull out a win and, in advance to the third round of the cup. That would be amazing, especially with having almost three years off from it. Yes. It'd be great. And the thing is, That'd I just don't nice. want to go, I don't want us as a fan base. I don't want our players to go in overly cocky. I want us to go in oh, with a good yeah. mindset, a good headspace of put it all out there, but don't get, you know, don't well, get too ahead the, of ourselves. The same lines right. that I said earlier, 
I just don't want any injuries and I don't want this to ruin or to wreck yes. our league, our league season, but, Correct. Um, exactly. but yeah, the, the, the open cup's a good opportunity for these players to get on the field and show what they could do. And, and, uh, I trust they will do that. Um, mm-hmm. so a- anything else for tonight? Nothing you still don't yet. have a woman's coach. Nope. Nope. We do have a uh, window though. Some excitement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we, uh, reveal party. Yeah. Todd and I I'm talked a little bit. Todd and I talked a little bit about it because it came. You know, yeah. because of, because of my um, because of my incompetence, we got to re-record <laughs> a whole bunch of uh of that show, and so Todd and I recorded after. Ha, we got you this time, Owen. You couldn't. You know, Owen and Jeremy. Um, you tried to release the the info after we recorded, but I screwed up, and we got to re-record. So. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. Uh, this is a, a bad week for me. I can't go to the Jersey reveal and I can't go to the open cup match. So, oh, you don't get the, oh. no, I've got to, I've got to work both nights and okay. I may, I may get to come to the second half of the open cup. If I, if I just kind of get up and leave the event that that's happening on campus a little early. Irish but, exited. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> I believe in you, Jen. Yeah. So, and if you do Irish see. exit. I will get you a manganata if they have them. If they have them, they didn't have them last time, and I was absolutely devastated. And I made sure to share share that with Jeremy. So, um, well, I mean, if if there's anything, is there anything else that we want that we need to chat about? All right. Well, I'm going to give you the rest of your evening back. And okay. um, again, well, this is kind of a, a special one because we had a match on Thursday. We try to get this out early in the week. So, um, but we hope to see everybody there. I won't be there maybe till the second half, but everybody else needs to be there on Thursday night at uh, Finley stadium. When CFC takes on Memphis 901 FC in the open cup, the open cup is back and uh, Chattanooga needs to go out there and, and have a good showing. So until then go CFC. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal.